Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Tuesday, September 28th. This is episode number 118. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. How are things going? Hey, Rod. Doing good. It's Tuesday after a victory Monday. Yeah. Nothing to complain about yet, huh? Not yet. <laughs> I'm sure we'll come up with something, though. No, I bet we will. I bet we will. Uh, joining us, uh, returning to the show for his uh, second engagement here is Mo Onions. Mo, how are things going? Um, I, I got butterflies, Rob. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's been yeah, a long Mo. day. I just got back home from doing my volunteer work and just unwinding a little bit, sitting here in my underwear, excited to talk football. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Who wears underwear this time of year? (laughs) Uh, I have to go outside and get get my cats after after this, so I decided to put some drawers on. I'll let it slide then. Yeah. Hey, guys, we're going to talk uh, <laughs> talk a bit of Browns football. Before we do, we're going to talk about our, the beverages we find in front of us, our Blitz beverages. Um, Mo, you're drinking something tonight. Why don't you tell everybody what you have in front of you there? I'm just sipping on a little bullet bourbon here, right? Nothing fancy. It's every man's drink. It's for common Joe. So you just have it uh, bourbon on ice or what? Or just yeah, bourbon? Just cowboy. I, I put a little ice in there. A little bit of ice. Okay. Excellent. Well, I'm drinking what I hope is my last uh, lemon-flavored beer out of my refrigerator. Um, seems to be <laughs> a theme. I just keep finding these. So uh, this is from Land Grant. It's a lemon glow citrus pale ale. And... Um, I don't taste a whole lot of lemon in it, guys. It kind of tastes like a beer, so um, nothing wrong with it. It's kind of a summery beer, so I'm trying to finish these off. So uh, works pretty well for tonight. And Jeff, you're uh, you're passing tonight. You're drinking a little bit of water. Yeah, you know we grilled some uh, swordfish earlier, so I had a couple of glasses of Chardonnay that kind of primed the pump, and now I'm just hydrating. Excellent, excellent. Good to know you got something a little bit earlier. So, uh, so yeah. All right. I guess we're all ready, guys. So, Browns played a pretty interesting game against the against the Chicago Bears. Um, a lot of back and forth on this game um, on Twitter and everywhere else. Uh, Browns end up with what looked like a pretty easy victory, twenty six to six. You know, um, people didn't watch the game. They would think, uh, you know, the Browns, you know. They, that, you know that this wasn't a game at all, uh, but it, but it actually was for you know up until almost the end of the half when when the Browns scored that touchdown, it was three three till um, really till almost the half expired. So, um, I, I guess uh, I, I guess first of all let's let's let each of you guys give me a, give me some takeaways from this game. Um, I mean, they, you know, a lot of guys had great games. Um, a lot to talk about with with the Bears and, you know, how much they helped the Browns look good in this game or how much the Browns actually, you know, just were dominant in this game. So, first of all, let, let's just go with some takeaways. So, Mo, uh, what do you have for us? What were your takeaways from this from this game? I, the defense was outstanding. Uh, I don't care who was at quarterback, but they, they were just they were just lights out. And uh, this may be a shocker to some of you, but I think that was probably one of Baker Mayfield's better games. Even though statistically it doesn't look like it, but statistics often lie, as I usually point out to people on Twitter. But even though he only threw for sixty percent. Or something right around there. Considering yeah. that he was hurt, 
you know, and he gutted it out. He made the plays he had to. He didn't turn the ball over. I really think that's all you can ask. I, mean, I thought he did well. I think, I think I'm a little concerned going forward that if he doesn't heal up here pretty quick, that he's going to lose his form. Like, you know, those passes were sailing on him and stuff. He really didn't look too good as far as accuracy, but I really, that was totally his front shoulder. His front shoulder was throwing him off on that. He couldn't, he couldn't drive the ball like he normally does or place it. But I, you know, for a guy who likes to rip on Mayfield a lot, that was one of his better games. Pick your jaw up off the board. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of <laughs> lost. I lost track. Um, you know, after after the game got going a while, I know he started out. You know, missing four of his first five. So if you, you know, if you take that part out, he was what eighteen of his first. You know, or eighteen of eighteen of twenty six. You know, from there on out, which really isn't all that bad. But like you said, it's it's not no, just he- about the stats. No, he, he was off me. He compensated. I mean, he made the throws he had to. And like you said, the most important thing was is he didn't turn the ball over. So that was that was good. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give him a passing grade. Definitely. So, Jeff, what kind of takeaways do you have for us from, from this Browns-Bears game? Well, I'm, I'm still – processing Mo complimenting Baker, so you have to give me a second here. <laughs> okay. Okay, we've, we've got time. There's there's no clock on, on the podcast. Uh, well, I guess, you know, my number one takeaway is, boy, did Joe Woods get a lot smarter in seven days. Um, I, I don't know exactly how that happened, but, um, you know, the guy went from idiot to genius in one week. Um the, the defense was great. I'll, I I can't really add a lot to that. I mean, there aren't enough superlatives to describe how well the defense played and, and, and how they totally dominated the Bears' offense. Uh, but there's two things that, that I want to key in on that, that um, I think we've talked about in the past, Rod. Um, and, and last week I mentioned the inability to finish halves with points was going to bite us in the butt down the road if we didn't get that fixed. Um, so the touchdown drive right before halftime that you mentioned, 12 plays, 89 yards in two minutes and 35 seconds to me was, that was probably the best thing that we saw in that game was the Browns ability to move the ball down the field, um, in a hurry up situation where the the clock was against them, um, and actually put points on the board. And, and I think at, at the end of the game, they were in a similar position. If you know, if they had needed to score there, they probably could have scored again uh, oh, yeah. versus just killing clock. So those were were both to me were really critical things for the offense to be able to accomplish, um, even if if it was against a you know a, a, a beaten Bears team. But um, you know, you have to be able to do that in the NFL to to win close games. Um, the other thing was, uh, you know, we've, we've been really very concerned about the kicking game and, you know, Chase McLaughlin starting out with a 57 yarder, um, making four field goals, two of 50 plus, um, man, that, now that gives us another weapon on offense that, you know, we really didn't think we had, uh, that's going to pay dividends in games that aren't going to be blowouts, um, you know, on the schedule in the future. Yeah, yeah, there were so many guys that had standout games. And, um, you know, just going back to what you said about finishing that first half, that um, I don't know if I don't know if it was if Baker placed that ball for Hooper, the only place he really could, or if Hooper just, you know, kind of, you know, or or if his throw was a little bit off. But Hooper made an excellent, you know, kind of dive and grab for that ball. Um, That that's great to see. Uh, a lot of people were really down on Austin Hooper after after his uh, first season with the Browns. Uh, kind of, I think, forgetting that he had the uh, the appendicitis and things like that, and everybody's you know ready to move on from him and everything. And he doesn't have gaudy stats, but he's made some nice catches. Um, 
in, in each of the first three games. You know, he's not he, – he hasn't disappeared at all. You know, he, he only had two catches for 19 yards, but he had the, the, the nice touchdown. Um, he, he had um, – he, I, I think he's had multiple catches in each of each of the games. So, um, you know, it, again, he's not it, it's not that he is, um, you know, the, the top player on the offense or anything. But people should be noticing that this guy's contributing more than what people were giving him credit for, I believe. Right. There's so, only so many balls to go around. Yeah, you know, we've, we've 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 beat that to death. You know, that the, there's there's so many weapons here that that. Guys aren't going to put up big numbers, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, from from a Baker standpoint, and, and I'll be a little hard on him if Mo won't. Um, I thought early on in the game he was late on some throws. Um, he was high on quite yeah. a few. Is he was off his back foot? Um, you know, he settled down as the game went on. But um, I thought he made a, a nice throw to Hooper, and there were a couple of what I thought were really really good back shoulder throws um, on the sideline, one to OBJ and one to DP, DPJ, um, mm-hmm. that, that showed that, that those guys are on the same page, um, which, again, is, you know, that's you have, to, you have to think about, you know, what does that accomplish for us down the road? And, you know, those guys being on the same page to make plays like that is a really good sign going forward. Yeah, and DPJ is another guy who stepped up. Again, only two catches, but 39 yards. And they were, they were two nice catches. There's the one you're talking about, and I think the other one was a little more spectacular along the sideline. So, um, you know, a, again, these guys aren't aren't getting 100 yards receiving, but <laughs> it's probably not going to happen. Um, you know, the, the guys with the most uh, receiving yards were, were OBJ with five catches for 77 and Kareem Hunt, six, you know, six for 74. And that that's good to see. Um, you know, uh, I, well, I'm going to put up 418 uh, yards of offense, Rod. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> when you spread it out, that's what it looks like. That's right. Yeah. I mean, uh, just looking at, uh, at Chubb and, and Hunt for their their rushing yards, they had, what, 165 rushing yards. And it really seemed like uh it really seemed like Chubb never really completely got going. You know, <laughs> we, we're so used to seeing him he break did. these big runs and everything that he can get he can have an 84 yard game, and and it almost seems like eh, you know, it really just wasn't a good game for him. <laughs> did a good job of shutting down the running game. Go ahead, Mo. No, I said we. Yeah, that was, it was a very quiet 84 yards for him. He was he was shut down in the first half, but he really came on in the second when we needed him. Yeah, he puts those six and eight yard runs down like they're like they're nothing, you know, where he's just carrying guys for the last you know three to five yards. Um, yeah, he he makes it look pretty darn easy. So here's what I want to go back to is the. Which, which is probably something we all want to talk about are the sacks in this game. Okay. And I want to talk about them both, both directions because, um, you know, the Browns got nine sacks in this game, but they also gave up five sacks in this game. So I've been seeing all week people talking about Justin Fields, you know, all these stupid narratives. Okay. Justin Fields' first start in the league, okay? Somebody actually said, Justin, somebody replied to one of my tweets saying, Justin Fields is the worst quarterback in the NFL. Okay. All right. Great. Um, (laughs) People said that Justin Fields is never going to do anything behind that offensive line, okay? Which, Which indicates to me that you think, okay, the Browns were only successful in this game because the Chicago Bears offensive line is horrible. Okay. Um, also, a lot of people uh, ripping on Nagy for, uh, you know, for his coaching. And, and, and I understand he didn't double team miles on a lot of stuff on a lot of plays. But you know what? He, he played the game and coached the game the way he wanted to do it. So, so I want to know how you guys feel about the nine sacks the Browns got. How much of this 
it is is a credit to the Browns and how much of it is due to the idiocy of the Bears or the incompetence on the side of the Bears? I'll let you go first, Jeff. Well, probably some of both. Um, you know, it was a good game plan by the Browns defense going against a rookie quarterback. And, you know, we were pretty concerned about his mobility. And, and I think they pretty much took that away from him. Um, yeah. They forced him to, you know, to to make quick decisions. And, I mean, rookie quarterbacks are going to struggle if you put enough pressure on them. So, you know, good for us, you know, putting together a good defensive game plan. Um you know, the one-on-one matchups are what they are, you know. Um, I think it came from a good game plan and, and you know, great execution by, by the players. Um, you know, you can't get down on a quarterback after one game. Um, oh, a lot of people are having at, no problem what, doing look, it. Look at what all the rookies <laughs> quarterbacks around the league are doing right now, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean – Trevor Lawrence was supposedly a can't miss number one prospect and, and he's getting his lunch pail handed to him. Um, Jalen Hurts didn't exactly light the world on fire last night and, and you know, the limited action that, that he's seen. Um, it takes time for quarterbacks in the NFL. So um, I'm not, I'm not going to get down on, on Justin Fields just yet. Um, right. But, you know, the Bears definitely do have to give him some help. Yeah, so what do you think, Mo? I mean, you know, Garrett and Clowney are two of the premier edge rushers in the league. I don't care who they're going up against. They they, they just feasted. And, uh, you know, Fields' performance was Whedon-esque, to be honest with you. But, yeah, he got, he got hit, but there was also a lot of plays where he was untouched and he just made some – ridiculous decisions and throws and it's because he's a rookie and hopefully he'll get better for the bears sake but like you said it's it's way too early to make a judgment on a player especially his first game three games into the season it wasn't like he was the starter taking all the first team reps going into the season so we'll see what happens but don't don't discount what the Browns did on defense they were, they were phenomenal. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the problem I had with it. It's a lot of the stuff people were saying. I felt like it was it was discounting what the Browns did. Like they were making excuses as to why the Browns got this many sacks. Okay, and you know, you know, some of those plays, I think it's just the fact that uh, you know maybe some of the the Bears linemen and Justin Fields in particular, I probably misjudged the speed of Miles Garrett. Okay, like that, like the play where Fields is trying to run away from him and Miles just clipped his feet just enough to get the sack. You know, yeah. now granted, that was probably like sack number seven or eight on the day. You know, I, I'm not sure which one it was. So, so maybe he should have known by then, but. But until you see him in live action like that, you know, how do you how do you prepare for a guy like that? You know, he has no idea. Justin Fields is not used to defensive ends who can catch him on the dead run like that. So anyways. Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, I guess let's move to the other side, guys, because the Browns gave up five sacks in this game, too. So everybody's happy about the nine sacks and, and, you know, and rightly so, but the Browns gave up five sacks. Um, that's going to be a problem if that continues, but you know, this, you got to give the bears defense credit, man. They got some guys who could, who did a heck of a job. Um, now the Browns had some issues with uh, Jed Wills going in and out and things like that, but uh, it seemed like, a lot of the guys on the line were having a problem against the Bears' defensive line. Um, so what did you guys see there? How concerned are you about about the sacks? And do you think it was that the Bears' defense was that good? Do you think there were some issues on the O-line? Uh, and Or do you attribute some of those sacks to Baker? Um, what were your thoughts? And I'll let you go first on this one, Mo. 
defense is pretty good. I I don't know why people underrate them. I, I'm I'm not concerned about our offensive line, but they have pretty much struggled the first couple of games this year. I think they haven't played up to uh, the potential that they have last year, both pass blocking and run blocking. It seems like I don't know if people are starting to figure out figure out Stefanski's you know zone run scheme or what, but. It, they don't seem to be jumping like they did last year. I don't know. What, we, we do have the issue with, the, with our left tackle, but I, I'm not concerned because we have one of the, we have probably the best offensive line coach in the NFL, and if anybody can get those guys together, it's going to be him. There's no concern whatsoever. Yeah. What do you think, Jeff? Well, you know, the, the Bears did a good job of stopping the run on first down, putting us into a lot of second and third and longs. And, you know, that's not where our offense functions best. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that not, not being able to get into favorable um, third down you know, scenarios really puts a lot of pressure on Baker. And I just, I don't think that, you know, the offense works really well under, under those uh, situations. So, um, you know, you saw what happened as a result. Um, you know, he ended up taking some coverage sacks. And I think Jed did, you know, miss some blocks just because of the ankle or maybe, you know, he just had an off day. Joel Batonio somehow got the highest uh PFF grade on the offensive line in that game. And I'm not sure how, because I watched him play and it seemed like he was getting beat a lot. Um, yeah. So, you know, sometimes it's just um, guys not being a hundred percent and being able to play off each other, but, you know, give the bears credit for, for really, you know, shutting us down Um on the early downs early in the game. I, I just think our, our running, our running game is going to wear teams down later in the game. And, um, you know, even if we're not successful early, you just have to be patient and keep after it. And, you know, Chubb and Hunter are going to win. I loved watching Hunt run in this game. I mean, he was, he was out of his mind running <laughs> in this game. He was on fire. I mean, both catching and, you know, and, uh, you know, and just running the ball. Um, I mean, I'm I'm thinking of uh, you know I'm thinking of the sacks, and then I'm thinking of that screen that they threw to Hunt. Um, the the kind of uh, it almost seemed to change the game a little bit. I don't think that the Bears really got a lot of pressure after that because Hunt took that screen, and I don't know if it was a you know a 15 or 20 yard gain, but it was just set up perfectly. It's like okay, if you guys are going to keep rushing all these guys, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> And it was just a, a great play. It was exactly what they needed to do. And I think it changed, you know, it changed that part of the game a little bit. Um, you know, but it also goes to the fact that the Browns were starting to wear them down. And once you get into and you have available fourth quarter Nick Chubb uh, with a lead, the game's pretty well over because Nick Nick is going, <laughs> going to – Nick is going to start averaging, you know, six, eight, ten yards a carry in the fourth quarter, and and teams just can't stop him. It, it's just, you know, I I don't uh, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how Nick does it, but um, but man, uh, it doesn't matter how the offensive line plays the rest of the game. Um, they are ready to just run that ball like crazy in the fourth quarter with him. So um, so it's it's just a beautiful thing to watch, guys. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a luxury to be able to put teams away that way. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so Miles Garrett with with four and a half sacks, he sets he sets the team record, guys, um, with that. And he's got he's got five and a half sacks on the on the year already. He's only um, he's only nine sacks away already from setting the team record this year, which nobody cares about. Okay, but on the other hand, we got Miles Garrett on the team. He should own that record, right? Mm, you would think. 
yeah so um so hopefully he can get that record early and nobody cares about it and and the browns can just play but it was good to see uh, you know it was good to see him him have a big day like that um, Clowney gets two sacks um, ronnie harrison gets one pretty much because uh because uh, Fields, you know, kind of lost his footing and stuff, didn't have anywhere to go, and Harrison was the guy who was there to tag him, um, you know. So he got a full sack for that, and then there was like what six guys who got half a sack. So, <laughs> right, pretty interesting looking at the stat yeah. line for that guys. Seth so, McKinley um, actually got twenty snaps that game. I think he got a half, Back. didn't he? Yeah, he got a got half a half a sack, but he got twenty snaps that game. It was kind of nice to see him uh, contribute. Yeah, more yeah, than he's been he in there. More snaps. Yeah, the more the, snaps he gets, maybe the better he'll get. Right. Yeah, the snap counts were interesting because Tack got to play. Um, the uh, the two Maliks played almost the whole game, both of them. You know, the DTs. Um, you know, I think. Um, you know, um, Jordan Elliott got some snaps and um, one, uh, I don't know if, I don't even know if anybody else really got snaps at defensive tackle. Jordan Elliott got like maybe 15 or something, but uh, um, the two Malik's got almost all the snaps at defensive tackle. So it, it was kind of, it was kind of interesting. So, um, Yeah, I mean, you know, we could probably talk all night about all these uh, all these guys who had great games. Um, JLK had a great game, and he's up for uh, defensive what defensive rookie of the week or something like that. And he only played like what twenty snaps or something. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Yeah, I do want to get your opinion on that. Do you guys feel like they're like they're bringing JOK along the right way, or do you think, or do you feel like he's ready and he's making enough of a difference when he's out there that he should just be out there all the time? What do you think about that, Jeff? I trust these coaches. Okay. I think you know they they need to know how this personnel is going to work together, um, and you know getting Delpit back on the field and. And, you know, opening up that secondary um, in terms of being able to play more nickel and dime um, is going to create opportunities for JOK. So, um, yeah, yeah I, th- I think I think they're doing a good job with them. You agree with that, Mo? Yeah, I, I, don't, I wouldn't ask any more from him right now. I mean, it seems like they, they like to pick spots for him and he's really excelling and I don't think he's ready for I think he's a little undersized to be out there full time like that. But yeah, the way they're utilizing him is perfect. So one more guy. What do you guys think about the snaps that Demetric Felton is getting? Because he's I don't have that in front of me. I'm not sure how many snaps he played on offense. Um, but it wasn't a lot. So eleven. Eleven? Do you guys want to see him out there more, or do you think that's just going to be, you know, something that kind of gradually changes over the course of the season? And I know it's never going to get to where Demetric Felton's out there on every play, okay? But um, do you guys expect that to continue to increase? And if it's going to cap, where do you think it would? Where do you think it would cap? Um, what do you think, Jeff? Well, what excites me about Felton is the punt returner. Um, Anything we get from him on offense, I think, is a bonus. You know, as a sixth-round pick, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. getting him a a few touches on offense as a rookie is, you know, I think is more than enough. But the fact that we're now seeing positive yardage in punt returns, which is something, you know, I don't remember the last time that happened on a Browns. like 100 yards of punt return thing yesterday or Sunday. Um, you know, that, I to know me, that's... Go ahead, Mo. I uh, cuts out every once in a while. I thought I read where we didn't even get like 100 yards all last year punt returning. <laughs> that <laughs> could possible. be possible. <laughs> yeah. I, I, no, I, I, be, I believe that, too. I think... I, what I, I really me. don't remember any returning a punt. Right. 
so yeah, the you know that that contribution for me is that's that's enough to get out of the guy. So Mo, what's it like watching him out there on the on punt returns compared to what you've seen with some of the other guys? Uh, well, he actually runs with the ball when he catches it. Yeah, last year it seemed like everybody was calling fair catch. I don't even I don't even remember who was back there. It seemed like we had like five or six different guys back there catching punts last year. There would be sometimes he, I think he makes too many cuts. At some point, you got you you can only really make one cut maybe two cuts when you're returning punts, and then you got to get your ass up the field, find that seam, and just sprint. But uh, I can't complain with what he does, that's for sure. And I, I, as far as just taking regular snaps on offense, I, you know, it's kind of, you know, where do you find a spot for him? Who do you sit? I mean, all of his snaps came at wide receiver. He wasn't, you know, it's not like Chubb or Hunt was sitting to get it. You know, sitting to give him snaps. So it's where do you find yep. find snaps for an offense? And and when you do, it's you're trying to create a mismatch. Hopefully. Yeah, I think yeah they're putting him in a slot receiver in those. Uh, you know, I don't know third and long or or I guess on third downs just to like you said create a mismatch. But yeah, just watching him on the punt returns is is just a lot of fun. Because he's just so slippery, man. You know, I, I'm not going to compare him to anybody because he's, you know, he's got to make his own way and everything. But um, it's it's just fun to watch somebody who can, who who you know, who has the potential to at least we feel like has the potential to break these things pretty much at any time. You know, we'll see what he does over the course of the year. But um, it, it's good to have somebody back there who, like Mo said, runs with the ball. Um, mm-hmm. drives you crazy when a guy catches the ball and, and just looks around. Okay, should I go here? Should I go here? And then he runs sideways. Then he gets nailed. <laughs> you yeah. <know>? Um, <laughs> right. It's like, you know, you could have, like, taken, you could have, like, run forward three yards before you got hit, you know? So, um, right. Right. So he, he seems to know what he's doing. Uh, I think it's going to be fun watching him over the course of the year. But yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I don't think he's going to get a ton of offensive snaps, but I think if he's getting 10 snaps a game on offense, you know, it, it can at least mess with the other team a little bit because they're going to they're gonna be looking for him to get the ball, and doesn't mean he's going to just because he's out there. So uh, let's see. Browns are going to Minnesota, and they play, what, 1 o'clock next Sunday in Minnesota? Is that right? Seems kind of seems kind of odd that the one o'clock game in Minnesota. Um, at least that's what I was seeing on the schedule. And then they um, shoot. I you know what? Yeah, I wrote down San Diego on my on my thing. I'm gonna change that to the LA Chargers. So then they they go to the LA Chargers, um, and then they have Arizona at home. So guys, they have they have three. Uh, three kind of challenging games coming up but uh you know the browns are the browns are a favorite to to do pretty well this season so you got to find find a way to take care of some business with some of these games you know so um let's let's talk about this vikings game i guess but first of all i guess uh, before we dive into the vikings game what do you guys think of the stretch minnesota la arizona um, you know, with with being on the road for two of those games, and I don't know the Browns, and and you got to throw history out the window. But the Browns don't normally do very well when they travel really far out west like that to to LA and stuff. Um, and the Cardinals have been a been a pretty decent team so far. So so uh, so Mo, does this does this stretch of these three games concern you at all? No, not really. I mean, I think. All three of those teams were on equal footing with all three of those teams. Okay. It's uh, you know, if they take if they take two out of three, I'd be I'd be more than content with that. Yeah. What What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, I'll just go back to what I said before about being able to put scoring drives together at the end of halves and and be able to kick field goals when you need them. Um, two weeks ago. 
I would have been concerned about this stress, this stretch. But yeah. now yeah. that we were able to do that against the Bears, um, I'm much less concerned. I think these are going to be tough games. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah. yes, two two out of three wins would be great. Uh, this is the tough right. stretch in our schedule right now, uh, playing some really quality teams. Um, if we're firing on all cylinders, we have a chance of winning all three of those games. Uh, and those those key factors to me um, really give us a leg up. Now, you're you're absolutely right. Going to the West Coast is is tough for anybody. Um, so hopefully um, that isn't too hard for this team to overcome. Um, I don't know the 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 Arizona game. The Arizona is looking pretty tough. Um, that's probably the one I'm I'm most concerned about right now. But I, you know what? I don't want to yeah. pass the Vikings. I just want to play a great game this week against the Vikings. Oh, sure. Sure, Let yeah. the rest of those shake out however they're going to. Absolutely. And the Arizona game's back home. So uh, so that's a, at least they have that going for them when they get there. But, yeah, I was just kind of looking at the schedule, and I just saw this as a, as a stretch of games that, you know, um, might look a little bit more intimidating than it was, you know, before the season started. Maybe not Minnesota so much, but – you know, they've, they've been in all their games and everything. Uh, Chargers look really good. Arizona looks really good. So so this this could be a stretch that kind of kind of helps define the season for the Browns. You know, if they if they win, if like Mo said, if they win two out of three, then, you know, um, it's definitely things are definitely looking up. Um, you know, it definitely shows that the Browns are are. Uh, you know, right to be included in in the top teams uh, that they've been matching with. So, um, yep. but yeah, yeah. Let's 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 talk about the Vikings. So, um, Vikings are, you know, they're 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 one and two, but um, they they lost uh, they lost week one to the Bengals, um, twenty seven to twenty four in overtime. And you know, I, I was out watching that Browns game, and and the Bengals game was on and went over you know, into the Browns game. So I was, I was out at a, a bar slash restaurant watching and there were Bengals fans there and I kind of caught the end of that. And that was a pretty crazy game. Could have gone either way. So, um, you know, so Vikings could have easily gotten a win there. Uh, and then, and then they lose 34-33 uh, to the Cardinals who, you know, who are a, a, a very good team right now. And then they, uh, and then they just beat the Seahawks thirty to seventeen to to get their first win. So, um, I mean, the first thing jumps out to me is that the Vikings have scored twenty four, thirty three, and thirty points a game. So they're averaging about thirty points a game uh, so far on offense. Um, they're also giving they're, up they're, quite a few points. They're averaging four hundred twenty five yards on. They're averaging 425 yards of offense a game, too. And that, that Cardinals game, they lost that in the last second 35-yard field goal that their kicker missed. Yeah. The Vikings are good. I mean, yeah, I mean, they could be 3 0, is what you're saying. Yeah. I, the, they're, they're ranked above us when it comes to DVOA and stuff like that. I mean, they're not a bad team. They're right. a lot. They get they they added some defensive wrinkles that that could be throwing them off a little bit. It'll be interesting. It's going to be a fun. I, I love Zimmer's defense. He plays that double A gap defense where the linebackers walk up into like a, a thug position and they stick both of them stand on the side of the center and either both blitz or one blitzes. They it's really fun to watch. But it's the same defense that the Bengals run, so we should be somewhat familiar with it but mm-hmm. they got some stuff they got some stuff on defense too with uh, kendricks and hunter and that safety uh what's his name harrison bryant no that's not it that's a tight end and he plays for brown yeah smith. i know you're talking and harrison smith yeah he was yeah. all pro once yeah that's who everybody wanted the browns to sign and the offseason yeah. Yeah, or trade for or whatever. I wanted, so. I, wanted Hunter, I wanted Hunter too. Hunter's good. Yeah. So um. Yeah. 
This is going to be a test. I mean, it's going to be a test for the Browns. Uh, the Vikings are used to playing, you know, uh, close games and stuff. They've been in, they've been in a couple. And you know, I was looking at the just, um, you know, third and fourth downs and a couple things. Mo already talked about the yardage, but uh, you know, Browns are fourteen to thirty-three on third downs. Uh, Vikings seventeen to forty. So not a lot of difference there. Um, Browns four or seven on fourth downs. Vikings are only two or two. Um, Browns have 12 sacks. Vikings have 10. Uh, Browns are minus two in turnover ratio. Vikings are plus one. So um, nothing real big there. Um, I couldn't, I, the, the Vikings website was a little messed up, so I couldn't get their time of possession. The Browns are at, Browns are at almost 34 minutes uh, a game time of possession. So, um, Pretty good numbers there for the Browns, but man, look at Kirk Cousins. Uh, he's thrown for 918 yards with with eight touchdowns and zero interceptions. Um, his QBR is 118, so he's been getting it done. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people think of Kirk Cousins as a you know middle of the pack quarterback, but uh, the guys 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 putting up some numbers. So, um, I, uh, Jeff, he's the best quarterback in the league right now. Well, the, those numbers indicate he's pretty darn good. So, so, uh, so Jeff, you've been you've been listening contently here. Um, give us some of your thoughts about this uh, this game coming up with the Vikings. Well, the Vikings' offense is ranked third in the league, and the Browns' defense is ranked third in the league. So that's that's going to be fun to watch that matchup. But I think what's going to determine the outcome of the game is our number seven ranked offense against their number 28 ranked defense. If our offense fires on all cylinders and, and we score touchdowns instead of field goals, we should be able to win this game. Um, if we struggle to score touchdowns on offense, I think it's going to be a pretty close game. Um, so my guess is it's, it's probably going to be a pretty close game. Um, it's probably going to come down to a field goal. Well, uh, that wouldn't surprise me, especially based on the the games the Vikings have played. You know, where <laughs> they've been in, in these close games with you know, uh, especially against the Cardinals. You know, so um, so yeah, I I could definitely see that. Um, you know, Dalvin Cook didn't play last week. I'm not sure what his injury is. I assume he's probably going to be ready to play this week. Um, but the Vikings have, uh, the Vikings have their system. So, um, they just kind of plug, um, I'm trying to think of their, their backup running back. Um, they just kind of plug him in and, you know, they really don't miss the beat anyways. So, um, I mean, not that Delvin Cook's not good, but, you know, they just put Alexander Madison in there, and he just ends up having a, a big week anyway. So um, you're kind of stopping the same type of game plan, whether it's Delvin Cook or, or Madison in there. So the Browns can game plan the same way, whether Cook's playing or not. But um, they got some they got some good players. They really do. Mm. You know, it doesn't just end with, with Cousins. It's, it, it's Cook and Thielen and um, – and uh, I should have the names in front of me, right, guys? Um, yeah, uh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, you know, uh, just to name a few guys. So, and then there's guys on defense that Mo was already talking about. So, um, Browns definitely are going to have to be ready for this one because um, I, th- I think it's going to be a battle. It should be, it should be a really good game. Um, do you have other other thoughts on other thoughts on the game, Mo? I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a ball to watch because it's, you know, we both run the same exact offenses. I mean, Stefanski didn't. I mean, Stefanski's offense is the Vikings' offense. We're we're used to that seeing that that double A gap defense because it's what the Bengals run. Because Zimmer mm-hmm. obviously started that defense with the Bengals. It's yeah. Uh, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a fun one because it's I think the teams are evenly matched. We pretty much run the same plays, so it should be uh, mano a mano. It's who, who's got the more talent? 
Yeah, it's kind of interesting because the Browns are, at least what I saw, the Browns are a two-and-a-half-point two favorite on the road. Here, um, I don't know if you'd like, Jeff. Is that what, is that what you're seeing currently? Because that, that's what I saw. Uh, I, well, I think it opened at one-and-a-half, and then I saw it up to two. But my, I, don't, I didn't see two-and-a-half. Okay. And I, think so. the, I think the over-under is 59, somewhere in that range. 59. So they're expecting a high-scoring game. Browns are, the Browns are favorite. Yeah, Browns are favored by two on the road. So that's, it, I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised, but you know, I would have expected maybe closer to a pick'em, you know, something like that. Um, be, I know it's only two points, but um, yeah, and I, I'm sure, yeah, high, high scoring game. That doesn't surprise me. So um, fifty-three yeah, I tell you was the over under. Excuse me. 53? Yeah. Okay. I thought the 59. I have like 52 written down, so 53. Yeah, 53. Still pretty high. What, what was it last week? Was it above 53? Last week was 46. Uh, okay. 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 Just for yeah, fun, I'm going to turn the page and look back to last week. Made a final score of twenty-six to six. Our guest was closest last week. Our guest was closest at twenty-seven to fourteen. Yeah, I had twenty right. twenty-four seventeen, and Jeff had twenty-eight twenty-three. So, um, yeah, you had the over. We the over. It was uh, and it was the under, wasn't it? I gave I gave the Bears offense too much credit. You did. You did, but. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, what, what can you say? I mean, the Browns defense, um, you know, I mean, I, I expected them to improve, you know, maybe have a nice game, but I don't think anybody expect them to hold the Bears to six points. Yeah. You know, um, I think that kind of surprised a lot of people. If it didn't or if they say it didn't, they're, they're probably lying. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I tell you guys what, I've got – I've got three statements here, and then we'll come back, and uh, we'll see if you guys have, have any other topics you want to cover, and, and then we'll give our predictions for, for, the, uh, for the week for the Vikings game. So I've okay. got th- three statements. I want you guys to say whether these are fact, um, whether they're fact or crap. And these are actually quotes from people. So I want you to say if you think they were pretty much telling the truth or lying. Okay. The first one, and and uh, Mo, this will be yours. You get to go first on this one. Troy, this is a quote from Troy right. Hill. And I'm, I'm going to paraphrase these a little bit because I'm looking at my chicken scratch trying to figure out what I wrote. Now, this is from Troy Hill. Uh, <laughs> Greedy is a starting corner in this league. No worry if he has to step up. Fact or crap? Am I supposed to, did Troy Hill actually say that? Is that what you're asking? Uh, Troy Troy Hill said that. I want you to say if you think he if he really meant it or not. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say he meant it. Troy Hill had a great game last week too. Bro. Yeah, well, uh, for totally forget. Totally so forget you're going to say, you're gonna say it's fact that you think Greedy is a starting corner in this league. That's pretty much the where I'm going with that. I've seen some pretty bad corners. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jeff. Jeff what, Buster's, Buster's. Go ahead, Mo. I cut you off. Sorry about that. I was going to say, if Buster Screen can be a starting cornerback in the NFL for six, seven years, so can Greedy Williams. <laughs> Ouch. <All right. laughs> Jeff, I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you go with this one. Then, what do you think, fact or crap? Well, I hope it's fact. You hope <laughs> but it's it might fact. be. It might be a little bit of bravado. It might be. Okay. All right, Jeff. I'm going to let you go first on this one. 
this is only part of the quote, but this is from LeBron James. He says, I am a Browns fan. <laughs> Crap. Crap. <laughs> Mo? Well we, well, we won, so I'm going to say fact. If we lost, he probably would have said no. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay. I mean, he's, well, that's true. he's always said he's a Cowboys fan. Yeah, he's switching now, though, or he's he's both or right. something. Okay. Right. All right. Um, all right, Mo, I'll go back to you on this one. And I'm quoting myself here. This is a tweet I put out during the game. We might just have a kicker. Is that fact or crap? I'm going to say crap. <laughs> Jeff. Yeah, we do. Well, hopefully we do this week. I mean, we had a kicker last week, but kickers kind of go week to week. <laughs> it's too early to say we have a kicker, in other words. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I put that out. Somebody replied to me and they said, wait till November. I'm like, November? Are you kidding me? It's like, yeah. That's like two months, two months away. This guy's got to this guy's got to kick well for two months to earn your trust. Wow. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. Tough. He's tough crowd. Be, kickers just have to be good on on their last kick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I can't stand Jeff, any uh, any Browns news or any other topics you'd like to to address? Um. The only other thing I wanted to bring up and, and, you know, you and I texted back and forth on this during the game because because I jumped in and just and watched the fourth quarter. I was kind of busy with some projects on, on Sunday, um, but I jumped in and started watching the fourth quarter. And, and at some point um, real soon after I started watching the Browns were in a fourth and short and they went to their uh, hard count, you know, try to draw the Bears off side play. Mm-hmm. And. I think I texted you and I said, here comes the hard count, <laughs> you know, before it even happened. It's, yeah. it's just become yeah. so predictable, right? That yeah, just, it's too predictable. I mean, it, this is every time that, you know, where they're in that scenario, they go in and, and Baker just doesn't execute it or whatever. But everybody knows what's coming. And I was just watching the Bears just all kind of standing there on their heels. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking at some point they've got to come up with a counter to that. You know where they well, you got to go for it. Ball. Yeah, you got to snap, snap and go for it. But but yeah. they got stuffed on it twice in the game earlier too. Right, right. So yeah, no, I I, under, I gotcha. Um, is there is there a is there another way to do that, Mo? What do you think? What's that? <laughs> um, other to other than the bluff and the hard count every time. Yeah, whatever happened to the silent count? Where they don't say yeah. the word and the, the quarterback just nudges the center and he hikes the ball and they do a sneak, even though I don't like Baker sneaking it because he's pretty slow no. and weak. I, I don't feel good about him doing a sneak. Well, especially right now when he's hurting. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I whatever, whatever happened to the silent count? I don't see anybody doing the silent count anymore. No, nobody does that. And I think it's about time that the Browns uh, Browns work on a fake uh, on a fake uh, um, spike too. When's the last time anybody <laughs> pulled that off? It's been a while. Yeah, really. <laughs> Jesus, it's been a long time. So, so yeah. Uh, Mo, do you have any any topics we haven't covered yet? Josh Gordon is the chief, guys. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Does does that concern you, Mo? It makes me laugh. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think he's going to contribute? Oh, jeez. Oh, I used to I used to be able to nail him all the time. I, I couldn't stand Josh Gordon. I just knew he was a turd. I I don't understand how you could. Throw your career away for weed. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who, who knows? He'll probably, just because of the Chiefs, he'll probably have like one good game. But 
No, I mean, is he even game shape? When's he going to be even ready to step on a field? Right. Oh, who knows? No idea. Yeah, he's got to stay clean long enough to get in game shape, right? Well, true, but he's one of those guys. He's he's a natural athlete. He'll probably be in game shape in no time. I wouldn't be surprised. Why are are the Chiefs so desperate? I mean, Belichick tried it. Pete Carroll tried it. What does Andy Reid think? Is he going to convert him to Mormonism or what? I I don't know. But... (laughs) I don't know, and I don't want to make light of it, but didn't Andy Reid just go to the hospital for, you know, for some kind of issues or something? I mean, does he really want to yeah. bring this into his life right now? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know Andy was sick. Yeah, they, I, I they, don't know they, what happened. Did you? He, they said he was feeling oh. ill after the game, and they they took him to the hospital, but um, he's. They said he's stable, so okay. nothing. Nothing major, it sounds like. Um, I'm just going to throw out there that uh, Josh Gordon is uh, 31 years old now. Uh, 30, or 30, 30 and a half, excuse me. Um, so, you know, he's not a young guy anymore. And it still takes, you know, it, it's going to take him a while to get into shape, I think. Um, well, so that does change things. I think you're right. I wouldn't yeah. count on him for much at this point. Yeah, he's, it's he's not an experiment. Yeah. Maybe maybe he was playing frisbee in the park. Didn't he say that the one time he was? He was right. like, didn't he say that the one time he was suspended? He was staying in shape by playing frisbee in the park or something like that. Right. right. Uh, yeah. Secondhand smoke. What a goofball. Yeah, I mean he's not the 26, 27 year old guy anymore that can uh, that can yeah that just you know can get in shape you know as easily as he could before or uh yeah yeah i'm, I'm with you it, it'd be interesting to see what happens you know when he's he in shape or, or whatever physical freak though he was a physical freak though you know him, oh absolutely him in his prime, yeah. i mean even at 31 he's probably still you know physically better than 75 percent of the people out there oh he probably yeah. does other yeah, maybe. It just depends on how what his condition. It all depends about his heart. That's all. And that's all. 90% of football is his heart. I mean, all those guys are pretty pretty similar when it comes to physical capabilities. It all depends on whether you whether or not you want it. And Josh Allen yeah. has never proven that he's wanted it. That's true. That's true. Very very true. Um, I, you know, I don't know why the Chiefs uh, feel like they need him, but um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, they are one and two, and they're you know they're they're not far from being zero and three. Um, you know, the Browns could have won that game too. So, um, yeah. it, it's hard it's hard to believe that they feel like they're in panic state or anything right now, being zero and three. But uh, but they got some other good teams in that division, so maybe they feel like they like they had to do something. So, who knows? So, um, let's get some predictions out there, guys. Brown's favored by two. The over-under is 53. Jeff, you want to go first on this one? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Brown's 31, Vikings 28 on a last-second Chase McLaughlin field goal. And that's going to get us to the over because, you know, I always pick the over. Yeah, that's 31-28. That's, that's 61 points. All right. So, yeah. 59 by my math. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. 59. But, yeah, over under 53, you said, right? Yeah, yeah. you're right. 59. 59. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, Mo. What do you see happening in this game uh, as far as the score? That is so tough. I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm going to go Vikings 19, Browns 18. McLaughlin is going to bounce one off the upright. 
Still not sold on the kicker, huh, Mo? No, you can't stand kickers. Nineteen eighteen, so Mo going decisively with the under. Kickers um, and quarterbacks are the bane of Mo's existence. Oh, don't forget punters. <laughs> Mo going for a total of, uh, if my math's right on this one, it would be thirty. Excuse me, thirty-seven points. So, um, man, can can well you bet under. like an ultra under or something? <laughs> like quadruple your bet and say, not only are we going to go below 53, not only are we going to go below 43, we're going to go below, we're going to go below 37 and a half in this game. Nice. <laughs> so I'm going to bet a dollar and I want $4 back. <laughs> if it's, if it's that low, it's going to be because our defense plays like they did against the bears. Oh yeah. 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 And uh, and because the Vikings defense really steps up, yeah. I'm just concerned. I'm still. I still don't think Mayfield's 100. percent And if he's, I don't know. The Vikings they disguise their coverages. They they have so many pre-snap movements. It's unbelievable. I think it's going to cause mayhem for, especially if, if he's not physically right. It's could be a problem for yeah. him. Yeah. Well, we really don't know what's wrong with that shoulder. I mean, he, he popped it out and back in, but I mean, that's, I, I don't know. I mean, that can take a while to heal up depending on the extent of it. I mean, I don't know about you, Mo. I've done that a few times and it doesn't feel good, <laughs> but it depends oh, yeah. on, it depends on the injury. I mean, you know, it can feel pretty good and, you know, in, in three, four weeks, but, you know, I don't know in two weeks if it's going to feel any better than it did you know this past week so i don't know um anyways i i I think mo's right i mean it could it could depend on how baker plays and everything but i've already written my score down so i'm just going to go with it i'm going to go brown 30 vikings 24 we're going to sneak over the over uh just barely and uh you know baker's going to do enough but i think um, you know i think the running game again second half is what's going to do it for the Browns here, but it's going to be close. Definitely see a close game, which I think we all do. Um, you know, in fact, that, that uh, 30-24 could be Brown scoring, you know, scoring last with a touchdown to actually win it. So um, I think we're in for a good one next week, guys. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yep. Yeah, it should be a good one. It should be a good one. So, uh, so Mo, we appreciate you coming on talking with us. Um, why don't you give out your uh, your Twitter handle and so everybody can find you there? And then if you have any any closing words for us, we'd love to hear them. My Twitter handle is "Don't flag me, brah." Just because you don't like me doesn't mean you have to report me. <laughs> <laughs> It's a classic. Nice. <laughs> it's so true, though. Yeah. <laughs> you should watch it. My backup handle is uh, Deflag Me, bro. <laughs> Deflag Me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, Do you no get closing statements? None? No closing statements? None? Not much. Just looking forward to Sunday. Looking forward to another yep. another Viking. Last Viking games I, I remember was it was Ahmad Rashad catching like a sixty yard bomb. Not the that game. Were still playing out. Yeah, you remember that game? Jeez, oh, I that remember was in that the 80s. game. I remember yeah. that game. The Browns, the Browns were up by not, like 21 not, points yeah. with like a minute and a half left is the way I remember it. And the Vikings came back and won somehow or something. It was yeah. just stupid. The Vikings, Vikings scored. Not part of the playoffs, I think so. Yeah, the, the Vikings, didn't they recover like two onside kicks or something in that game? It was ridiculous. <laughs> I just remember that. I don't know. It, it was it was just like I don't know. It was one of the worst games for the Browns ever. 
I mean, like a game they had put away in the Vikings somehow, and Ahmad Rashad just stole it from them. <laughs> it's just horrible. It's just horrible. So, and yeah. almost everybody yeah. listening to us has no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> almost everybody. The, the, the pain of being a Browns fan. <laughs> yeah. And an old timer. Yeah. So, Jeff, any closing words for us tonight? Um, just last thought is Miles um, Garrett on Sunday had more sacks than several teams in the league have as complete units, including the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, I think they only have two or three as a team. Um, so it, it's early, but um, that's a that's a pretty exciting trend to get behind. And if um, if he can pastor Cousins this week, um, like he did Justin Fields, anything close to that, we got a good shot. So go Browns. That's right. So you guys can find Mo on Twitter. You can't find Jeff on Twitter. You can find me at B. You can find my stuff at betjack.com. This has been the Browns Blitz, and we will catch you next time. Yeah.